The girls are getting spicy. Kalia Copper talking to the media spicy. Man, she be looking at those reporters like she's fighting intrusive thoughts, telling her to destroy their lives verbally. Or maybe Jewel Lloyd spicy, setting an all-star game record with 31 points. Or maybe averaging a spicy 24.2 points a game, one point shy of Diana Taurasi's 2006 record. Or maybe Chelsea Gray spicy. Nah, girl, what was you wearing at the Commissioner's Cup? Now, why would you put on a valet parking attendant vest and no bra? You lucky you scored a triple-double, because you was tweaking. What up, what up? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hot Take Season, where these hot takes are rated E for everybody. I'm your host, Mia Me, alongside Grace, who I haven't seen in forever. How are you, Grace? I'm good. How are you? It's been a minute. I'm good. I'm good. Um, so a lot a lot has happened since our last episode. Um Specifically in the WNBA, we'll get to some NFL talk. Lord said the same on the next segment because um, football season is getting ready to head off. Um, but within the WNBA, I think we kind of have to start with um, the Raquana Williams situation we never got to address. Um, for those who don't know, she had a domestic violence issue. Um, and so I think for me and Grace, it was kind of getting into the aspect of the league taking steps forward, but still taking steps backwards. Um, because with this situation, we learned that, you know, she suffers from, I believe it's bipolar disorder, but this mm -hmm. is not her first incident of this magnitude. Um, and so it's like, what does the league do to protect their players who battle with mental illness? Absolutely. And I think, I think, you know, I'm I'm one that all, always argues that these leagues and franchises need to take care of these these people. These athletes are people, but they're just as they're like they these franchises love to see things from a business perspective. They're their investments, so take care of your investments from a holistic aspect, and that includes mental health. Um, making sure, and you know, she's been out hurt, so I would imagine that's probably had some impact on how she's managing her mental health, and probably had some impact on what led to things escalating to a certain point. So, you know, it's doing those extra things to be supportive in situations when athletes are out, which will lead us to a, another conversation in a little bit. But I think the league definitely needs to do more. Um, and just in general, be more proactive about the kind of policies that are in place for these kind of situations. So worst case scenario, the buck isn't always on the franchise to enforce disciplinary measures so that there is a standard and a protocol moving forward so that, um, heaven forbid, things these kind of things do happen again. Right, right. Um, I don't know. I mean, for this to be a, a second issue like this, it's kind of a situation of, okay, how haven't you had a handle on this yet? Mm -hmm. um, and we get it because they, they aren't the only league that faces situations like this, but a part of your recent CBA was to um, address mental illness and the things that these players deal with off the court. And so it seems as though that necessarily has not been addressed. Not at all. I don't think so. And I, I, I hope this isn't a situation for them to say, Oh, look, this is what we're going to do. But this is a situation where they can say, you know what, we haven't done as well as we could in the past. We're going to take ownership and do this is what we're going to do to do the best that we can moving forward. Um, Cause I think accountability is really important. Like obviously 
they weren't the ones in the house in the domestic situation. So we can't right. blame the league for that. Um, but there is a level of responsibility that they have and, and um, due diligence that they owe to these athletes who, who have given so much to the league. Yeah, for sure. Um, and a part of that goes with, we'll, we'll get to the, the Mercury situation with Skylar Diggins a few weeks ago where a fan was wondering, you know, why aren't they celebrating her for her birthday? Um, you see other players who are actively playing be highlighted for their birthdays, but because Skylar is out dealing with pregnancy, um, you hear nothing. You hear, you've literally heard nothing about Skylar Diggins from the Mercury <laughs> as if she is not on the team at all. Um, Which is crazy think, to me. Yeah, I think she's not just no regular player. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the definite the league could definitely do things to highlight women athletes being mothers or being women. You don't have to disregard them completely because they're not on the court playing. Right. Absolutely. And they've they've historically in the past, initially in the early stages of the league, I think they did a good job of that highlighting mothers. Yet. You had them highlighting Cheryl Swoops and Lisa Leslie and Rebecca Lobo and and moments like that. And it seems like those kind of efforts have fallen by the wayside in, in some ways. So, so I think that obviously there are a lot of things that they need to approve on and, and address, but it's a simple fact of delegation. Say this, these are the initiatives that we want to champion and this is how we're going to do it. It doesn't have to be, you know, we're not going to shatter the glass ceiling overnight. Nobody's expecting them to that to be on the shoulders of the WNBA. Right. But like I said, there are a lot of things that they that could be done better at the most basic levels possible. For sure, for sure. Um, and that that just piggybacks off of the De'Erica Hamby situation with the Aces. You know, I feel mm -hmm. like they could have spun that marketing wise to say, you know, hey, these women are more than athletes, right? Um. And just because they have to take time away, it's it's a tricky situation because on the one hand, you are spending money on a player who you're not getting um, play out of. But at the same time, they're human, too, and they deserve to still be paid as if they were just taking maternity leave from any other job. Um, but in, and I think I think this showed the way she's bounced back has shown that it was potentially a huge like, obviously, the season has played out has it how it has in Vegas has not shown any signs of hurting without her but right um i think it showed a big missed opportunity on their part to one champion her as a mother and like the way she's bounced back i don't doubt she would have done the same thing if she had remained in vegas with the support that she needed yeah. um so it's definitely a not an ideal situation to see play out but hopefully learning moments because women wake up every day and face enough contention and struggle in the world mm -hmm. um they shouldn't have to face this in an organization that's supposed to be sorting, su supporting and empowering women to the capacity that the W has the power to do. Right. I don't think, you know, you don't have to highlight women being mothers only on Mother's Day. Right. You know, we see in the NBA, these players be highlighted um, with their kids being dads, mm -hmm. you know, and I, I don't think just because a woman has to miss a game or miss a season, Due to that, did you just forget about her? Um, I would like to see instances where you do show them with their families at games. Um, right. There's, there's definitely more community involvement for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, aside from the steps backwards that the league has taken, we can <laughs> we can jump to some good things that's happened so far this season. Um, a lot of records have been broken this season so far. Um, yeah, it's really fun to see. 
Yeah, it is. So I'm going to name a few. Feel free to add in if I'm missing anything. Because mm -hmm. um, when we discussed this last week, some other stuff has popped up, which is crazy. Yeah. So Tarasi becomes the first WNBA player um, to reach 10,000 points. Jewel Lloyd, um, all-star scoring record and ties with three points. Um, she had nine three-pointers in a single game. I think she tied Tarasi with that one, actually. Um, Alyssa Thomas gets her first 2010-10 triple-double, and that's the first in the league. Um, that's the mm -hmm. most triple-doubles. She has the most triple-doubles in WNBA history with five. Um, Arike Agumbawale and Satu Sabri, uh break history with um, – franchise records with Satu having her first triple-double um, in Wings history and then Arike scoring all-time three-pointers in franchise history. And I believe Arike just mm -hmm. reached 3,000 points. Yeah, which is huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Brianna Stewart is the fastest player to score 4,000 points. Um, in the league, so, there's a that race to, to who's going to be next to get that ten thousand. You know, and then just the other day, um, with Asia, Asia Wilson is in there running too. So, right, and, and she just, just had a fifty-three point game tie in the scoring record. What did yeah, you say? Is the the girls the girls are showing out this summer? <laughs> yeah, they are. They are. I love it. You love to see it. Um, and it, it's perfect because they are getting more spotlight. They are, you know, we're seeing mm -hmm. more commercials and things like that. Um. So I think it's the perfect time for it. This is a, a transitioning for the league, if you will. Um, Absolutely. I would say, I mean, and I was watching a weekend um, had more views. I want to say it was an all-star interview courtside at some point with Kathy, but she did acknowledge the need for expansion, more roster spots. And it sounds like she didn't say it definitely, but it sounds like it's definitely active discussion to beyond just expansion, make sure to expand the roster's, um, as a as a starting point, with that, which I think is great, and we saw some hints that they're, and they're also narrowing down the the cities to be the next expansion point next for the next franchise. So it's not as fast as a lot of us would have liked, but you know they're they're trying, and yeah. I believe that they have the power to do better. But you know they're they're making the steps they need to to go in the right direction. Yeah, it all it all takes time for sure. Um, but I mean we can say hey, they're listening. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, and the Wings just made history in terms of being the first WNBA franchise not owned by the the accompanying NBA franchise to have a partnership with that mm. team. So they just entered into a partnership with the Dallas Mavericks, which is really cool and exciting. For sure, for sure. Um, so we're talking about expansion here. What do you think are going to be the next two cities? I know Denver was making a strong push mm -hmm. for it. Um what would you like to see another team? Um, I think going back to these some of the original cities. So, I think it'd be cool to see Charlotte have a comeback. I don't know that they necessarily actually no, they do have that's you know that's in proximity to some really solid um, women's college basketball fan bases. So, I mm -hmm. think Charlotte would be fun to see. Uh, I think. You know, maybe even like more of a, a maybe somewhere, maybe Miami or Orlando. Um, okay. Those will be fun, fun places to be. I think they need to be strategic in terms of 
thinking about not only places that already have an established fan base for women's basketball outside of the W or they have potential for tourism so that that can be a draw for people that are generally a fan of the league and the sport to at least make it a, you know, a trip and make entice people to come visit that, you know, that also improves the chances that the local area will support them because they're improving um, economic situation and, and, and bumping up tourism. Yeah. I think, um, I think Houston would definitely be a good spot. You can bring back the comments. Ooh, yeah. Um, they got, they got to come with it though. That's, yeah. that's, that's like the dynasty of, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, that's <laughs> no slacking on that one. Um, I think New Orleans would be a fun city for it. Um, I can see that. Um, Memphis would be cool. Mm-hmm. I don't think Denver is. Or a even bad idea. Nashville. Yeah. Nashville is like kind of a hot spot for girls' trips for certain people, so that could be cool. Yeah, I think th- I think those would be some pretty good spots. And you said Miami. Um, F- Florida could really do Miami or Orlando. I mean, in Orlando, that mm-hmm. gives you something else to do in the city. Um, you have so Absolutely. much there now. So I don't think you go wrong. I think realistically speaking, though, now that I think about that a little bit more um, with some of the political things going on, that might not be <laughs> on the top <laughs> of the priority list for for the W or fans of women's basketball in general. So in theory, yeah, Miami would be great, but probably logistically now that I really think that through, it's probably not a, a contender right now at this point in time with yeah. everything they got going on over there. <laughs> I don't know though. We'll see. We'll see how things shake up. I mean, you know, the the W is Money known talks. for being the leader out front with certain causes. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what Florida needs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm gonna get into these interviews that you love so much. Um. We got Asia Wilson and Kalia Copper. Um. Who've had their fair fair share of moments with reporters here recently so grace i'll let you take it over what are you thinking so here's my here's my thought and i always i have like i try to have a perspective of of duality in terms of me one being a member of the media two Mm -hmm. a fan of the game and three someone who while i'm not playing professionally i consider myself an athlete um a hooper if i if i will um, so I try to have a different, like, uh, open perspective from all these angles when it comes to these kind of things. And let's be real. A lot of interviews entail really stupid questions. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they are questions that shouldn't be asked so that inf- information can't be shared. Just don't ask it in a stupid way. So, you know, for example, in the Kalia Copper situation, they said, you know, the bench, he was, the guy was saying something about the bench didn't perform the way they did last game. What do they need to do next game to, you know, support? And she said, well, what 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 did they do last game? What what did they do last game? <laughs> said, of course. So, so what do they need to do next game? <laughs> she said that's it. She pretty much got up, and it's like okay, bro. Like obviously everybody knows the bench needs to contribute. Like there are better ways to ask that. You can ask, you know, what are you, what what th- do you think you need to work on as a team to go back to the drawing board, get back on track, or something like that. But the 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 most basic stupid questions I don't think are necessary and I, I don't think that that she's wrong for having that reaction especially after a game where it didn't have the results that that were desired um what do, what do you think about that in terms of like there's obviously like I said there are obvious questions where the information should be shared but mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be asked in the obvious way we, we in, in the media it's on us to think of a creative way way to communicate this information or draw the information that we're trying to get from these athletes and give them opportunity to 
share their opinions. I think the media owes it to themselves. Well, you as a journalist, you owe it to yourself to go deeper than the surface Mm -hmm. um, when you're asking questions. So if you're going to ask something like that, for me, it would be, you know, Khalil, what do you think you can do to get the bench more involved when they're checking into the game? You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. To help them be better. Something like that. But it's obvious we need them. They need the bench to step up and score. You know what I mean? Um, So you have to do yourself a service because for one, as the media, you want the players to want to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're not going to want to talk to you if you're asking messy questions and if you're asking obvious questions, you know? Right. Um, If they feel they can sit down and open up and really elaborate on something, you have a better shot of talking with them and getting the content you want out of them. Um, So yeah, for sure, you definitely have to be more mindful. You can't be lazy, um, especially with a sport, or I'll say a league like the W that's trying to get more publicity, um, mm-hmm. get more viewership, more engagement. You can't be lazy as no. a player, you know? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And then going to Asia Wilson, there is, um, I think we're two weeks out now from that shocking blowout that they had with the Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Apparently, I don't know the lining of the question, but it resulted in Asia saying that having the stat sheet in front of her, she said, I don't need to see this stat sheet to validate my role as a player in the league. And she's kind of caught fire ever since that incident. Um, Yeah, the girls are getting spicy and I don't have any problem with it. (laughs) I think that um, to an extent, the the expectations of players and athletes in general when they're they're interacting with the media can be really unfair sometimes. Mm because they're put in losing situations where they ask dumb questions and they're expected to be expected to be poisoned polite, which is not an unreasonable ask, but they're people at the end of the day. Um, okay. Nobody, you, we have a bad day at work and we don't have to sit down and have a, have cameras and microphones in our face with people asking okay. us what went wrong and, and what we could do better. Um, so I think that there has to be um, a little more sensitivity to the humanity of things and like being more real, like, you know, obviously you had a bad game, um, what are you what are you thinking moving forward or things like that the the way you frame things have a lot to do with how people somebody's going to react yeah um, so I don't think either one of them were wrong in the way that they reacted and I think it's kind of was was an eye-opener for those me- media members that kind of take the easy way out and need to take a little more initiative to be um, more likable and ask more engaging questions and and have a better foot moving forward but like I said she's caught fire since since that blowout she's she's been on a roll um, yeah, so for sure. sometimes I mean, these are these are the moments that that players need but it felt it felt a lot like a like we're talking about practice kind of moment I think that might be currently standing as the W's we're talking about practice highlight moment of her rightfully so saying I don't need to see this stat sheet to validate my role as a player in this league and she doesn't like I don't think there's anybody on this planet that's seen her play or kept track of the season or the W in general that would think that she needs to justify poor performance in a single game um regular season yeah um a silly question for sure because like you said she is human she deserves to have an off night like anybody else does and Mm -hmm. I don't think looking at her resume you have to even question that it is what it is it was an off night um and she's bounced back and I think there's not enough credit for the other ways that players contribute um it's not all the stat sheets 
Mm-hmm. Um, even there's 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 players that are on benches that we know they're known for being the personality and the soul of their team, um, like Sidney Colson, for example. And then the big name players who we expect big number of performance from, they play just as an important role in terms of their team chem- chemistry and dynamic contributions. So I think um, as much as we like to look at the numbers, I love looking at numbers, but I think it's, it's deeper than that at times. It is. A, a lot of times, you know, they say the numbers never lie, but the numbers never always tell the full story. Um, exactly. And so, yeah, that's that that says a lot in itself when you when you're dealing with a player who may not be putting up the numbers, but what else are they doing to contribute? Um, right. As far as these reporters go, I challenge reporters to do this. Ask yourself before you ask anybody, any other player or question, would you ask Greg Popovich this question? Right. <laughs> because Coach Pop is one to make you look crazy. You know what I'm saying? For yeah, you got to come, come correct. <laughs> like, don't take don't take the day off because you're at a WNBA press conference. Like, at some point, you're going to have to, people are going to have to wake up and realize, like, these are also world-class athletes and we should probably treat them as such. Right, right. There's no room to be lazy with it. Um. But yeah, if you wouldn't ask Coach Pop that, don't I wouldn't don't spit it, it out to nobody else. <laughs> Cause I feel like I feel like the viral moments are just gonna keep coming and I'm here for it. I You're love right. it. <laughs> um, I love it. I just I just pray I'm never on the other end of it. But you, you know. feel me? <laughs> <laughs> um okay, second half of the season, we are gearing up towards the playoffs. Um thoughts on the top four teams, top so Thoughts on that? Maybe the top eight. Um, what do you got? Yeah, give me one second. Let me pull up the standings as of because you know it changes day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like Vegas, New York, and Connecticut have all locked in their playoff spots, which is not surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas, we're kind of, I think we're pretty pretty in there, but we might be on the bubble in Minnesota, Atlanta, Washington, and and the Sparks, which. Chicago could sneak up on them and take that number eight spot, but I don't, I don't know that there's enough games left actually. But I think that this is these next, these last few regular season games are huge. Um, not only just securing your playoff spot, but picking up that mo- momentum that teams need to push them through. Mm-hmm. Um, let's let's talk about our hometown team that we love to talk about, the Wings. We got to get it together. We have to get it together. Um, they've shown some moments this season that prove that they're a great team with great potential. Like we we upset the, the Aces. My like I've mentioned before, my two favorite teams in the W. I'm always gonna support the hometown teams when they're facing off. Um, and so it was really cool to see, especially to be in the building when we upset the Aces. But um, I don't think that we're reaching our best potential when it comes to stepping on the court every day. And you can't come into the playoffs and not be reaching your best potential every day. Um and it's going to be interesting to see the the how that plays up with with the lineups like we've talked about since we we've talked about it offline um the the fact that we think that Tier McCown and Kalani should be in the game at the same time and i've seen it a couple of times i don't know if if um LT got got some scoop on our text messages or what <laughs> but <laughs> but i think i think it's it's a good thing but it's just it's interesting to see how it's it's really starting to heat up. And so these last few regular seasons games are gonna be really crucial for pretty much any team that's not in the top three. Um, they're all very close when you're looking at the records. Um, so I don't know, it's anybody's game in terms of 
the initial stage of the playoffs. I think we we have an expectation in terms of how it's going to boil down when it when it's all laid out come come conference finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can never assume, but I think we all are pretty sure that Vegas is going to make the conference finals, and it's going to be the Liberty and Connecticut on the East. But that other West Coast is up in the air right now. Um, and I would love to see Dallas in it, but we don't know yet. We really don't. Yeah, I think Dallas has held on to that fourth spot for a long time now. And that's we've been hanging on for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an it's an improvement for them. And so I'm not mad at it considering who the no. top three teams are, you know. I think they hang pretty, Yeah, not at all. Yeah, they hang pretty tight with those top three teams. Um is every now and then they just get a little inconsistent, um, mm-hmm. which is how they've been able to hold that fourth spot for so long. I would like to see Chicago. I think Chicago is better than what they're showing us right now. Um, oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. I completely agree. Yeah, I think Chicago really has the And I think even Atlanta, too. Yeah. Um, and Washington. Yeah. Um, yeah, the there's, there's a lot of sleeper better. teams. Just, I don't know what it is, but they need to, you know, make a few things click, and then it's it's on and popping. But who's that? At this point, I said there's a there's a all those teams are sleeper teams that just need to make tweaks to figure out what it is that's not working. Yeah, and it's it's off the races. Well, with the Mystics, you know, with Lena Del Don being out, that changes things. But I will say, Brittany mm-hmm. Sykes has really kicked it into gear and showing mm-hmm. up for them. Um. But, yeah, they're a different team with Lena on the court. Um, But, unfortunately, I don't think she's going to be back anytime soon. Um, So, that's unfortunate. But, I mean, if we get a Dallas and Minnesota series, that's going to (laughs) be. I mean, considering what's happened in the last two games. Yeah. I think fans on both sides would love it. Um, Yeah, for sure. And I don't know what the deadline is in terms of these injured players returning and the ones that are on hardship contracts and all that, but I would love to see Diamond DeShields back for the for the uh, the wings. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that she's back with the team this week, which is really cool to see and and is giving us some hope. So I don't know what that means for the trajectory of the rest of the season, but that and would also mean what? that we're losing somebody. We were talking about the whole um, Skylar Diggins situation with the Mercury, and I noticed how you know Diamond for a few games she wasn't there. Now, why, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but even, like, her presence on social media with the team, whereas they were posting her before, they kind of cut that out completely mm-hmm. until the other day. Um, so, yeah, that's weird in itself, too. Um, and but, I don't and know, hopefully... When, now that you mentioned that, I do think, season. like you mentioned, the, the league is, is kind of the early adapters of a lot of approaches, and one of them is highlighting like the social media presence of the WNBA overall um, and the athletes is second to none in terms of any of the professional leagues. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it provides a accessibility to athletes that no other league is taking advantage of. So like you said, it it does make these moments where the, the highlighting and the, the the acknowledgement of certain players is more noticeable than it would be in any other situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though. Yeah, I think that a Dallas and Minnesota series would be interesting right now. So for anybody who's missed out on the last week or so, um, Satu Sabali went down with an injury. 
um, to and they were in Minnesota when this happened. Um, mm-hmm. And some Minnesota fans kind of helped with her and they got kicked out of the game. Highly disrespectful. Um, it reminds me of similar to, it's not the same magnitude because I don't think Satu broke anything. But if you watch football, um, the whole mm-hmm. Michael Irvin against the Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles, when the fans were cheering his injury, um, that's kind of what it reminded me of. But yeah, highly disrespectful. Not something you want to mm-hmm. see from fans in any league. Um, but I think the heat's been on since then. Um, yeah, we got a little little bit of a rivalry brewing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. Totally unexpected. Totally um, in the sense of it's unfortunate the way it started, you know. But mm-hmm. it is what it is. I don't know. But uh, any other hot takes before we go? You know, this might be history where I don't really have any off the top of my head. Come on, um, I know it's the James Harden one brewing. I know it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not even thinking about him right now. He's, um, as far as I know, he's spending his his days training and his nights and weekends eating hot wings at Magic City. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but you know. I, I, try, I try not to think about them unless it's necessary. But when it comes to the W, I think that this is this is a big year in terms of history being made, in terms of records being broken, um, viewership going up every year exponentially. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a big year for the W to really take advantage of that and say, we see the support and we deserve it. And this is what we're going to do to continue to grow and move and move forward and do better. And I hope that they don't let us down with these expansion efforts um and whatever other efforts there need to be to take better care of their players um oh we didn't talk we didn't even talk about travel um you know do the steps do do things that they need to do to take care of their athletes um the fact that Brittany Griner has had the travel issues that she's had um it's unacceptable considering what she just came back from it's unacceptable for anybody to deal with it but especially her especially how important she is for the league uh and I just think this is the year where after the season's over, because I, I understand there's processes and procedures to everything. So I think that a lot of things, these things aren't going to be able to truly get the attention they deserve until the season's over, understandably. So um, I think this is the year for them to take the, the end of the season and really evaluate what can can actually be changed going into next season and do it correctly and do it right and take ownership of the power and the impact and the voice that the W has had and is like the voice is growing um people are being more supportive um but and and let me shift this into my actual hot take Mm -hmm. this is for all the the naysayers of women's basketball nobody watches nobody cares i don't know if you saw that courtside section at the all-star game but it was Mm -hmm. packed with nba players um and people associated with the men's basketball game that are fully in support and love women's basketball so Check yourself before you talk crazy because the W is just going to keep growing. And I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely this time around, it's growing. And I love to see it for sure. Um, but yeah, we've seen players courtside. We've seen R&B artists, rappers, comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the support they deserve and, and that they need it. Um, so yeah, I, I hope it goes up from there for sure. Um. As far as the 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 transportation situation, 
Um, it's unfortunate that Brittany Griner had to be harassed the way she was for the league to go, okay, private charters. Mm-hmm. This has been an issue, but um, unfortunately, sometimes things just have to happen before a situation gets addressed. Um, and so, yeah, hopefully that's can become a, a whole league-wide thing and they get that handled and nobody else has to deal with that. Absolutely. Because um, nobody deserves that. Like, <laughs> nobody. Right. I'm trying to think what's my hot take for this season, for this episode. See, it's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. LT is it's just been, it's been so much off. going on, but like, I think everybody knows what needs to happen with all these things. Like the the, the end results are clear. The mm-hmm. pathway to get there may not be, but like it's very clear what needs to happen to keep things moving forward um, for these teams going into the playoffs, for the league growing, um, for you know just things in general is it's pretty clear. It's just a, a matter of what path it's going to take to get there. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get more. Um, we're going to get more playing time out of. Karani and Tierra McGowan at the same mm-hmm. time. It's needed. Um, and and Grace, can, you know, I, can I be messy? We talked about this, how they kind of feed off of each other's energy. And when one yes. is down, everybody else seems to be down as well. Um, yes. And that just became more prevalent when Satu missed the last game. And there's the numbers you would expect from the rest of the stars on the team weren't there. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully they can kick it into gear and somebody can become the leader because I would hate for anybody to get injured um in the playoffs and then that's just the whole ship going down. Right. Exactly. Just another point in my bucket and my continuous argument that every athlete needs a sports psychologist because I think we've seen in live action some of these moments where things aren't going well and we're on the cusp of, you know, catching up or, or getting the lead, the lead and somebody shuts down emotionally and it, it kind of messes things up. Mm-hmm. Um, so sports psychology is huge. Just my opinion. It's a, it's an investment in your athletes, but they don't want, they, they, they're not listening to me. And you know what? I just thought about <laughs> something else that we didn't get to talk about. So I'm going to throw that on here. Uh, your thoughts on the fashion throughout the league here lately i love it honestly do i like every outfit gray Hmm? did you see your girl chelsea gray um i might have missed it what happened oh my gosh chelsea (laughs) let me preface this by saying this chelsea gray is an amazing basketball oh yeah okay okay okay. you're talking about the open vest the vest why (laughs) why did she why (laughs) I was impressed that she had the girls sitting in a way that they never came open, came out. <laughs> that was impressive. That's what um, otherwise, I'm for. like, okay, that's what the tape is for. But come on, man, got the people talking. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> got to get the people talking. Chelsea said, "All publicity is good publicity." Yeah. Um. <laughs> she said, "The titties is tittying." <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but um, yeah, interesting to say the least. And so a lot of these <laughs> players do have a, a good 
fashion sense in my opinion though mm -hmm. um, and I wish they would help some of the others out but <laughs> that's another that's another I ain't going down that rabbit hole um, no that's yeah that's that, that's a slippery slope <laughs> Oh man. Oh man. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for joining me, Grace. Um, y'all hit us up with y'all's hot takes. Let us know what y'all thought on these topics. Um, and if you got any fashion advice for any of these W players, we would love to see it. But Absolutely. if you're gonna offer your advice, we need to see what you're working with too. Um, yeah. <laughs> show your receipts. Right. Your portfolio. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank y'all again for tuning in. Y'all be blessed. Take care.